Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to the Roman Show on this special edition. We welcome Ring of Honors Flip Gordon to talk about his career and what can we expect from him inside the squared circle. This plus much more coming up on this special edition of the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lido, GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome, everyone. It is another episode of The Roman Show. We are recording this on September 8th. Uh, We have a storm, Hurricane Irma, Irma, on the way here in South Florida. We don't know what to expect. Meteorologists are not really giving us a quite exact impact from the storm. However, will we get something? Something absolutely so. So we are getting prepared. Not sure if we'll be able to get on the air next week, the week of September 11th. So we are filming, uh, we are recording this the weekend prior um, to make sure that uh, everything is on point. But hey, you know, here in South Florida and Miami, especially, we're we're used to hurricanes. I myself experienced Hurricane Andrew back in 1992, 25 years ago, ironically, and here we are getting Hurricane Irma, which has uh, broken many records. Uh, Hurricane Andrew was a Category 5. Uh, at, at the time of this recording, Hurricane Irma is a Category 4 with potential increase of wind speed, therefore pushing it to Category 5. But again, this is all too soon. Experts still are not giving us a final word as to where the hurricane will impact. But listen, here in South Florida, we're prepared. We're ready for the storm. Everything is going to be fine. Uh, Listen, the most important part is things can always be replaced. But the humans, us, the souls, they can't. So take care of yourselves if you're listening to us on this Friday, September 8th. We will be back stronger, better, wiser Because that's what we do here in Florida and Miami. We party, we make jokes, and we always come back stronger no matter the catastrophe. So we are prepared, and uh, our prayers are all uh, towards South Florida and the rest of Florida. Because it's not only going to be in South Florida. This thing is going to go up north is what they're saying. So all of us here in Florida, we're ready. Let's get the prayers going. And for anyone listening outside of Florida, keep praying for us, man. But listen, we're going to be all right. I know we'll be okay. I want to give a special shout out, massagesinspace.com. That's the place you need to visit. If you need a massage, especially during this time here in South Florida, we need a massage with all this stress and panic and anxiety that has been created because of the news. It's it's all you see in the news. Just nonstop information about the hurricane. It goes to the right, it goes to the left, it goes north, it goes south. Man, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. The bottom line is, get yourself a massage 
Visit massagesinspace.com for more information, more details. They're located in Miami, Florida. That's massagesinspace.com. Check out my girl, Maria. She'll take care of you. Make sure you let them know that you listen to the announcement on The Roman Show. Let's start some pro wrestling, man. Here we are with Reality Check. And now it's time to give you a... All right, in just a few, we're going to welcome Flip Gordon on the program, but listen, GFW has been in the news lately, allegedly, they've been having some financial problems, however, writer, creative director uh, Kevin Sullivan has dismissed that, Uh, either way, there are words out there that there's having some issues with GFW. Jeff Jarrett is no longer going to be part of the the group anymore. He's taking some time for his own personal matter, quote-unquote. Needless to say, WWE apparently is eyeing GFW. And and listen, there's a lot of benefits for the WWE to purchase GFW. Number one, there's a lot of great talent in GFW. There really truly is. And if you don't believe me, just take a look at the likes of AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Samoa Joe, these are guys that were in GFW and WWE gave them a contract and look where they are now, they are stars. The same thing goes with the talent that GFW has currently. They have great, great talent that the WWE in the future can really shape up and be a huge name. Number two, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, these are guys I have mentioned. These guys had wonderful, magnificent matches, heck. Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, they had great matches in formerly known as TNA or Impact Wrestling. And listen, who wouldn't want to watch that all over again? WWE can purchase the video library. That's another reason why WWE would be considering to purchase this. And why not? Why not add another promotion to the WWE Network? They can stream the GFW product on the WWE Network, just like they're doing with the other things, with the Mae Young Classic, uh, the the UK uh, tournament that supposedly was going to continue. So why not? I think it's a great deal, and Anthem, if they are considering purchasing it, sell it to the WWE, they would know what the heck they're doing. Trust them. Well, Matt Hardy said he is, well, he's asking for people to feed him the energy, energy. On Twitter, he posted a video, therefore... It seems very likely, very soon, we will see the broken Hardy gimmick in WWE. It's about darn time. I know Anthem uh, were pretty being kind of uh, no dicks about it, right? They weren't really selling or giving the gimmick to the WWE and allowing the Hardys to transition it to the WWE. However, it's just a matter of time. We're seeing some teases. We're seeing some life and... I can't wait to see Brother Nero and Broken Matt Hardy in the WWE. Ric Flair, we mentioned, was sick. He was ill. Some were even saying that he was, uh, well, he was close to death. But listen, Ric Flair, the wheeling and dealing, limousine riding, nature boy Ric Flair is up in Adam. He posted a video. He cut a promo. That guy looks better than ever, and he'll be back. And we spoke to him in August. August, that's when we spoke to Ric Flair, and he looked great. I talked to him. The guy was telling me, yeah, I got to get back into shape, but uh, I could lift, deadlift 600 and something pounds. This guy's built like a horse. 
Ric Flair is going to come back better than ever, and we will be seeing him very, very soon on WWE TV. I can tell you that. All right, Flip Gordon. You've seen this man on Ring of Honor or perhaps at an indie show. This guy is a badass. And I'm just saying this because I'm a fan. But listen, the guy is really, really great. I mean, what guy does 10 kip-ups in a row? Unbelievable. Or a super kick from the top row. What the hell is that? I've never heard of such a thing. Well, listen, Flip Gordon, if you have not heard from him, if you have not seen him in Ring of Honor, do yourself a favor and check him out on YouTube. Check out that Matt Seidel and Flip Gordon match. You'll thank me later. Follow him on Twitter, at the Flip Gordon. Purchase a, uh, a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash the Flip Gordon. And, of course, you can see this man, Flip Gordon, here in Fort Lauderdale as Ring of Honor returns to the War Memorial Auditorium in November. We will be providing more information and details as we get closer to the date, but Ring of Honor will return to the War Memorial in Fort Lauderdale in November, and you can see such great talent as Flip Gordon and many others. Coming up next, Flip Gordon on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. It's a uh, it's a true honor to have this young man. It, this this guy is just amazing. When you look at his work in uh, the squared circle of Ring of Honor, I'm talking about none other than Flip Gordon, uh, also a man who has served our country. So thank you very much for that, Flip Gordon. Welcome to the Roman Show. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited. Awesome, Flip man. You know, I I, I gotta tell you, I was just watching your uh, your match with Mass Idel. And your your work, man, you make it seem so smooth when you do those movements and those maneuvers. I don't know how you do it so so easily, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I mean that's kinda the kinda what I go for. My name's Flip. So I mean I try to I have a gymnastics background, so I'm so used to like tumbling and focus on my form and everything. So when I transferred over to wrestling I tried to bring the same like style i i really focus on my form when i'm in the ring so whether i'm doing flips climbing the ropes uh no matter what it is footwork uh my trainer drilled footwork into my brain so yeah i, I think it was one spot you had like i don't know like what 10 kip-ups or something like that i, I that's just unheard of I, I don't think i've ever seen that in wrestling until you brought that to the uh to the stage yeah man i mean i appreciate that i mean coming in it's like it's really hard to stand out these days because mm-hmm. so many people are doing so many crazy and cool things uh, and everything's been done. So it's hard to come in to a sport like professional wrestling and bring something new to the table. And so I, I always try really hard to think of something that nobody's ever seen before. And I think I've been able to do it a couple times now with my springboard super kick. Yes. Um, my, my kip up spot. Um, uh, even my uh, my new one, I have a it's like a backflip Samoan drop. Um, nobody, I I had never seen that before, and I kind of just came up with it because I needed something else. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you remind me of the time when Ron Van Dam was around with ECW when he used to do all these cool things, and no one had seen a wrestler do that. But 
But you, that's what I think you're bringing now to the table at Ring of Honor and in pro wrestling because we have not seen these type of moves. And you make it look so simple. I'm telling you, it's so smooth. It's like poetry. Thank you, man. <laughs> you know, so it's like I was just watching how, you're right, that super kick on the top rope. That balance, man, it's amazing. Do you, do you and I do a lot of yoga by any chance? I've actually have never done yoga, hmm. and I probably need to start because my body's feeling it. People mm-hmm. keep telling me that it will definitely help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely need to look into yoga soon. Maybe DDP, I don't know. <laughs> it's a cheap plug for, uh, for DDP, but Ring of Honor, when they signed you up, of course, you had that great, wonderful match with Masadell, and then they were impressed, and they booked you in. You had to try out. Uh, but they really pushed you a lot. I mean, they had a lot of promotion. I don't recall any time when they hired someone, they were giving so much publicity to a town like yourself. What does that mean to you? Oh, it means the world to me, man. They're putting me in a position to succeed. Um, within three months, I already have my own T-shirt on ringofhonor.com. Uh, I have dog tags that they just made me that are... Uh, on sale at live events and should be online soon at ringofhonorwrestling.com. Um, so they're literally giving me this platform to succeed. Um, they're sending me to CMLL next week uh, to represent the company in uh, CMLL's biggest show of the year. It's their 84th anniversary show. And so, like, they're definitely putting a lot of faith in me, and it motivates me to want to do better and show them that, hey, you're not going to regret Putting this, putting me in this position. Yeah, and, and uh, congratulations. Have you have you wrestled yet at the Arena Mexico, which is basically the cathedral of wrestling in Mexico City? Where you? I haven't. I've been to Tijuana for the crash. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Mexico City yet, and I'm very excited to go there. Yeah, that right there, uh, where you're headed, CMLL, that uh, Arena Mexico is again is the, the cathedral, the Rome, if you want to say, of pro wrestling in Mexico City, and uh, it's uh, yeah, and CMLL is the running promotion in professional wrestling history. Correct, correct. So you're going to have a lot of fun there, so congrats on that. Now... Thank you. Yeah, there's so much history there. I mean, Eddie Guerrero started there, you know, I mean, Chris Jericho's wrestled there. Uh, So many of the greats, Rey Mysterio, Conan, like so many, so many like luchadors and so many legends have come out of Arena Mexico, so I'm very excited to be able to even just step foot in that building, let alone step foot in a ring inside that building. So, Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And obviously the culture of wrestling fans, they're completely different for the States, and I'm sure you enjoy that. But I want to talk to you. We've been seeing these videos with you interacting with the well-known Bullet Club. Uh, it seems like they're doing this initiation uh, ceremony to you as a fraternity. What's going on with that, Flip? Can you let us know a little bit about that? Keep beating me up, and I eventually I said enough's enough, and so now I'm starting to fight back a little bit. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen, but um, they've definitely helped me a lot uh, by putting me on being the elite because I'm going to different countries now that I've never been before, and people already know who I am because of being the elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very thankful, even though they're very harmful ribs, uh, but I'm very thankful for the opportunity they're giving me because they're giving me a platform to show another side of Flip Gordon, show some personality, show who I am. And that's something that I haven't really gotten the opportunity on ROH television yet. I've gotten the chance to show them what I can do in the ring, but I haven't gotten to show them what I can do beyond the ring yet. And so being the elite has been a great platform for that. 
Absolutely, and obviously we know how successful the Elite has been. Now that match is Matt Seidel. We're taking a look at it. Uh, amazing stuff. You and, and, and Matt, uh, chemistry there. You know, Matt has been around. He's, he's a veteran of sport of pro wrestling. You have been, it hasn't even been three years, and you're stepping up with Matt, and you stepped up to his game. What happened after that match? Did you guys have a conversation after it, and what was that conversation like? Yeah, I mean, it was it was surreal because I found out I was working him Mania weekend. Um, and so I wrestled him before I even hit my two-year mark. Mm-hmm. And um, afterwards, it was just awesome because he was, he was happy with the match and everything. And he gave me he gave me a lot of feedback, what he wished would have been better. Um, but he, he, he definitely helped me earn my job with Ring of Honor. So I'll always be grateful for that. Now... Prior to being a pro wrestler, you were a four-time state champion wrestler. Uh, did, did you ever, was it always your goal to become a pro wrestler? Did you ever look at potentially looking at some other sports, maybe combat sports, like make mar- mixed martial arts, like we've seen a lot of wrestlers uh, that do that, they do that transition? Well, let, let, me, let me clarify that real quick. Okay. And I've, I've clarified this numerous times. And I don't, like, somehow, like, the Ring of Honor got a little bit wrong in the article. Okay. I never won state by myself. Hmm. Um, I was a part of one of the best wrestling teams to ever come out of the state of Montana. Okay. And as a team, we won state all four years in a row. Uh-huh. Me, I personally, know. I've never won state in wrestling, but I did wrestle all four years of high school, and my wrestling team won state all four years. Um, and I actually did get into MMA after high school because I love amateur wrestling. Uh-huh. And the reason I did it is because I always knew I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And I looked at guys like Kurt Angle mm-hmm. and uh, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. It's like, oh, well, these guys were amateur wrestlers first. You know, maybe I should go that route. And so that's what got me into amateur wrestling. And then after high school, there wasn't really anything in the Northwest besides MMA. So I actually got into mixed martial arts and had four amateur fights wow. um, before I became a professional wrestler. So, and how was your what was your record as an amateur in, in MMA? I was two and two. two. I, I finished off with two wins. I lost the first two. The first one I took the day up with zero experience, and I walked in at like 180 something pounds, and the guy had cut from like 190, 195. He was he was huge. So I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> well, you know, my... But it was, it was a learning experience. It was fun. I mean, I haven't had a fight out of the first round. I lost the first two by... Uh, one was pass out, one was tap out. Mm-hmm. And then the second two, I won by submission. Uh, one with a guillotine, one with an arm bar, all in the first round. So uh, I kind of have an itch. I kind of want to get back in uh, a cage someday. But I would definitely want to train because I, I only trained for the last fight. And um, the last fight actually was uh, a week after I made my debut match, actually, for professional wrestling. Wow. And that was kind of my goodbye to that sport. Um, but I, I, I never say never. I'd love to get back in there someday. But if, I, if I'm going to, I'm going to want to take it way more serious than I did in the past because I feel like there's so much to prove now when a professional wrestler steps foot in a cage. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much more to prove than just, hey, I'm doing this for fun. Yeah, and, and and you're right. You're absolutely right, especially with the, the likes of uh, Lesnar, right? When they they looked at him as a joke, and he had to prove something. 
because he comes from the professional wrestling world and now he's going in what they call a combat sports wrestling series. So there is a lot on the line. Now, do you continue, though, to at least train or use a cross-training of MMA into your uh, your workouts, or do you just strictly have something else? I haven't lately just because I've been so busy. Um, for the first two years of my wrestling career, I worked a full-time job on top of wrestling, so I never really had a day off and no downtime at all. Um, now that wrestling's my only job, I'm, I want to start doing more Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu again. Mm-hmm. Just because I think not only would it be a good conditioning, it would also help me uh, with a more uh, submission-based side of professional wrestling. So I think it would help give me a new dynamic. And any any guys, who were the, some of the guys that you were training with uh, in MMA in, in your camp? Uh, I just trained with my brother, to be honest. It was just me and him in our garage. Like I said, I didn't really train. Uh, for any of the fights except for the last one, and it was just me and him sparring in our garage. Yeah, because some of the guys in Montana that, that caught, comes to the top of my head is Keith Jardine, uh, who was in the UFC, um, and he's at based out of Montana. Uh, and you know, here in, in Florida, Miami, when we have these amateur shows, you get to see all the UFC guys, Bellator guys. They, they come together. But did you happen to meet any of those guys in, in your amateur fights in uh, the promotions? Um, I only met Anthony Jones. Hmm. Uh, I met Anthony Jones. Uh, he was actually at one of my brother's fights and actually threw in the towel in one of my brother's fights. My brother was beating up this guy so bad, and the coaches weren't throwing in the towel, and Anthony Jones went uh, over to the coaches and started yelling at him. They're like, really? You're going to let him get beat up for a couple hundred bucks? Like, end the fight. Like, let him fight another day uh-huh. uh, type of thing. Uh, and then we all went out and, like, hung out afterwards, which is really cool. The only other uh, UFC fighter um, that I've met was actually Randy Couture. Huh. And I met him on the set of a movie. Huh. And I was never a UFC fan. I, I, I only watch it for, like, big fights like Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey. Like, big, like, profile fights. Like, I'm not one that – I don't watch a lot of TV to begin with. Um, and I've never really followed any sport religiously besides professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't know who Randy, I knew who Randy Couture was, but I was trying to be smart and tried to like say his nickname or whatever. <laughs> Long story short, I mistaken him for Chuck Liddell no. and it didn't go well. <laughs> and that was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably one of the most embarrassing like situations I've ever been in because I was trying to be smart. And uh, it backfired on me big time. But he was cool with it afterwards. He <laughs> he, uh, he actually gave me kind of a harmful rib, believe it or not. He kind of, through the scenes after it happened, he would always give me this dirty look. And then after <laughs> he was done wrapping up filming his scenes, he came up, shook my hand. He's like, I was just messing with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he scared the crap out of me, though, man. I was like, yo, this guy's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mind you, you, you called him after his nemesis, you know, Chuck Liddell. <laughs> I know, and I was like, man, yeah, because I remember I was just like, I was like, oh man, it's not, it's so cool. I've never met the Ice Man before. And he's like, I'm not the Ice Man. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, out of all like, people. Abort, abort, delete, 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 Out of all people. But he was cool. He was cool. That's cool. So now I hear, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were a gymnast, uh, you were in wrestling. But you were also a, a, a mascot, a college mascot. Is that right? 
Yeah, I was actually the mascot my senior year of high school. And then went to college, and my girlfriend at the time was a cheerleader. So I actually joined the cheer team for like a month or two. Uh And I was just like, hey, yeah, this isn't for me. Do you guys have like a mascot? Because I was the mascot in high school, and I had so much fun doing it. Um, They were like, yeah, well, somebody already is the mascot. And I kind of just, I didn't really beg, but I kind of like, yo, can I please try it? Like, give me a chance. I promise you won't regret it. Uh, I did one basketball game because I love being a mascot for basketball. And after one game, they were like, keep the suit. You're the new mascot. And they ended up hiring the other one. I kind of felt that. <laughs> so I did all the sporting events for the first year. And they did all, like, the fundraiser stuff. So they didn't get fired completely. And then the second year, they got fired. And I, was, I did everything. Um, and I was the mascot for four years. And I, one of the funnest times I ever had in my life. It definitely made college fun. Now... And looking at this, when you look at your mascot, how, how, what role do you think playing a mascot in college that, that you use, or what did you take from that experience into becoming a pro wrestler? Because you must have taken something from that. Oh, I learned so much about crowds from it. Because um, I've, like, I've always been in front of crowds my whole life, whether it was at the park doing flips off of trees and bending machines <laughs> to... Uh, dancing at school dances like i've always wanted to have a crowd around me and i've always been had some kind of crowd around me um so being a mascot it was the same thing the only difference is i could i felt so comfortable making a fool of myself because nobody knew who i was because i was wearing a mask right and um so i was able to go out there and i could be goofy i could mess with people and nobody knew who it was they just laughed because it's a mascot so i learned a lot about that and just getting out of your comfort zone uh, playing a different character. Um, I also, like, learned different ways to flip because I would flip in the mascot costume. And the, the first mascot, mascot costume I had was actually seven feet tall. And my hands couldn't even go, like, my hands could barely go above the head. Hmm. Um, so flipping in it was very difficult, and I had to learn and adapt to flip in it. Um, but it was fun, man. I learned so much uh, about entertainment and uh, learning to express yourself by being a mascot. Wow. So, so you definitely have had a lot of uh, little things here that have led to be to be the character that you are or the personality that you are inside the Squared Circle. Now, I see that you have a long list of stops for you. You're headed to Germany, Ireland, England, Texas, Mexico uh, in this month of September. Any other places that we anticipate that you haven't been to that you will be visiting later this year or perhaps early next year? going to San Francisco Bay Area uh, in October. I'm going back to L.A. Um, uh, with Ring of Honor. Uh, we're doing uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida. Um, I did Atlanta, Georgia, which is cool. I've never been there before. Uh, all kinds. Of, I'm doing, i hopefully doing Scotland mm. at the end of the year. Uh, I'm loving it, man. I, I didn't think I'd be traveling the world like this this quick. So I'm just a little kid in the candy store, man. Yeah. Any chances we're going to get you overseas to uh, grab Japan or Australia? Uh, I would love to go to Australia. Uh, Japan is my number one goal for the next year. Uh, my goal is to go to Japan before my three-year mark and uh, maybe best of the Super Juniors. 
Right, and, and that's just incredible enough uh, to hear. You know, such such a short time in the business, and you've the way that you are right now is just uh, incredible. Now, you're are you still currently active though in the army? I I am. I am uh, part of the Massachusetts Army National Guard, and I'm I will be enlisted until June first, two thousand eighteen. And, and thank you there for your services. Um, of course. Actually, I lied. It's May first. May first. So you got to May. So you're you're definitely. May first. And any time they can As give of you. As May second, I'm a free man. <laughs> so we got to May second, so uh, you're free. We we got you here as pro wrestling fans and uh, and and followers are to ourselves. Well, Flip, I want to thank you, man. Uh, taking your time, I know of you're going to spend some time with your family, and I uh, can't wait to see you again in the squared circle, whether it be in Germany, in Ireland, in Mexico, uh, all over the United States. Enjoy your work, keep at it, and uh, I got to ask you: you're very young into your career, but what is your dream match? What is the person that you would love to wrestle uh, inside the squared circle? Person or persons, perhaps better better said. Um, two people come to mind. Uh, and they're the two people that are the reason Flip Gordon is a professional wrestler today. Um, alive would be John Cena and dead would be Eddie Guerrero. So those are the two people. If I could have a dream match, those would be the two people. Well, and hopefully you'll get that very soon, Flip. I want to thank you so very much for joining us here on The Roman Show. And we can't wait to see you once again inside the Squirt Circle. Check out Flip Gordon in action, Ring of Honor, and coming to a city near you. Thanks again, uh, Flip. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, guys. There you have it. Flip Gordon returns uh, to Florida. He'll be here at the War Memorial in November. Make sure you put it on your calendar and check him out live and in person. Trust me, you will be amazed seeing this guy live. Well, let's talk some mixed martial arts. UFC 215 will be taking place September 9th. However, the main event, Demetrius Johnson, who is going to defend his title, his flyweight title against uh, Ray Borg, is no longer happening. Borg uh, suffered an illness and is unable to perform inside the octagon. What exactly did he have? What illness? We don't know. But many fighters are attributing this illness to the weight cut. Now, we've known that Ray has had some issues making weight at 125. We can't point the fingers yet, but of course, some of the fighters that know him very closely have stated that the reason why he was unable to perform inside the octagon was because he wasn't able to make the cut. This is not the first time. We've seen many fighters who have dealt with weight cutting many times. And listen, we've even had some deaths in mixed martial arts about weight cutting. I know myself... Thankfully, I didn't have to wait, lose any weight uh, when I was a uh, wrestler. But listen, weight cutting is an issue. I think that there has to be some sort of leeway with, with weight cutting or perhaps add an additional weight as they've done in Russia. Because some of these guys just can't do the 125. You know, they, they can't. So why not do like the boxing? Have those, uh, the, the several weights that they do. The 130s, the 135s, uh, the 140s, the 145s. Allowing the fighters to make that weight cut. And of course, most importantly, keeping them healthy and safe. Because just like we've seen in the past, some of these fighters could lose their life losing weight. 
And we don't want that to happen. So Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko will now be the main event as Nunes defends her bantamweight title against Valentina in a rematch. The first one uh, going to Nunes. This will be the second one. And the second time they were supposed to meet, actually, it was canceled because Nunes was, was unable to fight. So here we go. Amanda and Valentina should be a great fight. Make sure you enjoy it wherever you are because here in South Florida, I don't think we'll be watching it with Hurricane Irene, uh, Irma, making her way here in South Florida. So Irma might be ruining it for us. But either way, keep us posted on the Roman show as far as this coming UFC 215. But great fight, great card coming to us all the way from Canada. Chris Cyborg has been granted a boxing license in California. She is uh, following the path of Conor McGregor. She is now going to be trading perhaps the octagon for the boxing ring. Will we see her very soon in the ring? Perhaps. She's been training with an Olympian boxer herself. So she's not shy. She's been doing actually for about uh, two years. Uh, she's been training with uh, two-time boxing Olympic gold medalist Clarissa Shields. And in fact, uh, walked out with Shields last month for Shields' fight against Nikki Adler in Michigan. So well, I stand corrected, not two years, but she's been training with her for some time now. Uh, so, so Chris Heiborg is uh, could be the next transition uh, MMA fighter into boxing. Perhaps you can see her in both sports. We don't know, but Chris Cyborg has been granted her license in California to compete in boxing. And I think Cyborg could do a great job in boxing. Uh, maybe even a little better than uh, McGregor, I would say, to be honest. Um, you know, in, 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 in boxing, uh, especially female boxing, you know, you it's very competitive. And I think that uh, Cyborg having the experience with the striking and again, you can't compare the striking in MMA to boxing. Completely different. But I think Cyborg, she's very well trained in that combat sport of boxing. I think she'd be, she'd do pretty well. And in fact, she may have a, a, a more of an edge uh, compared to Conor McGregor, who you know started off like fighting potentially one of the best boxers of all time. So I think Cyborg is not going to jump the gun and, and fight you know, the number one top female fighter. She's going to wait, work her way up just to get her hands uh, and her boxing uh, experience warmed up before she goes on to take on the beast, the top the elite of women's boxing. So kudos to Chris Cyborg. We might see her perhaps a double champion in boxing and MMA. And MMA. It's just a matter of time. Well, with that being said... This is a program where this episode has come to an end. Again, we want to wish everyone listening or tuning in in Florida uh, to stay stay uh, safe, man. You know, protect yourselves. Hurricane Irma, she's on her way. She'll be here very soon. And listen, we'll be back at it again. Hopefully, we'll have power. Uh, they won't take the power away from us too long. Either way, we are ready. We're prepared. And keep it tuned to The Roman Show, theromanshow.com, where we just actually have our latest interview with Ginebras, the Mexican luchador, the son of Ginebras. Ginebras Jr. joined us here on The Roman Show to talk about the next program they'll be hosting in in California, Ontario, California, with the Heroes of Lucha Libre, or the Heroes of Lucha Libre. They'll be having a great event on October 1st. Check that out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rroman Well, we'll catch you very soon, we hope, as we welcome several uh, guests, including 
none other than the band members of Awake at Last, a great band uh, joining us here in the program. So make sure that uh, you tune into the Roman to catch the interview. And also Lifelink, a band all the way from Arizona who has that hardcore uh, metallic type of sound. They'll be joining us here on the program. And of we have. Now we have so many guests, I, 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 just, I just lose count, to be honest. But we have a lot of guests coming up here in the Roman Show. Keep it tuned again to our social media. At the Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on our Instagram and our Facebook. And again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash roman 201 With that being said, you have been on, you haven't been heard. You have listened to the Roman Show. Keep safe, everyone. The blood! The blood! Stop this!